All right, exciting guest for today. If you've been following her for a while, you know that she highly advocates Indian food, Indian ingredients, and she has millions of fans around the world for doing that. And the good news is, all you Rujita Devekar fans, she's recently released a podcast titled "The Secrets of Good Health" season two on Audible. And for people who love pure audio like I do, it's a wonderful opportunity to continue your daily chores. while you're washing cooking and just put her on the headphones hi how are you great to speak to you lovely to meet you as well rishikesh thank you very much for having me on your show i want to start with the fact that the beauty of what you prescribe is grandmothers and mothers recipes and you're a firm believer in indian tradition have you always been this way or was there a phase in your adolescent and teen life when you liked your western burgers and advocated them You know I think all of us by default are like this and maybe with age with time with experience we become more like this and while there wasn't a time where I experimented with uh, burgers or uh, more specifically recommended them I do like a vada pav once in a while you know so I think that's where uh, that's how I kind of grew up but yes otherwise I uh, rebelled in every possible way but and the rebellion is still alive rishkesh because i really feel that in today's world to kind of just say to people that eat ghar ka khana eat home cooked food you can actually eat roti sabzi dal chawal is the most uh, dangerous advice that you can ever put out there but if you ever said drink more protein shakes get more uh, chia seeds or pumpkin seeds get more blueberries on your plate get more probiotic yogurt it would be considered to be safe advice but just eating and patronizing more local seasonal traditional producers probably uh, rebellion rujita more indians are eating out than ever before i think oh, yeah. uh, because the per capita income has gone up also because of the internet there's so much exposure that even mm. in tier 2 cities like nashik and amdabad people are indulging in fine dining whether it's italian food or mexican food in the midst of all that to get people to stick to you know home cooked food is a bit of a fight does that mean people who subscribe to rujita devekar program are allowed cheat meals once a week or twice a week when they go for this because eating out is more about communion isn't it i mean it's about yeah, hanging out yeah, meeting yeah. friends and family you can't say no to that no no you can't but i also feel that we shouldn't stop the whole tradition of having people over uh, going over to people's home maybe doing potluck you know sharing lesser number of dishes together and we used to do all of those things i mean there was a time where you could turn up unannounced at your uh, neighbor's home or your uncle's home or uh, you know best friend's home and there would always be enough for you to eat it was like the mumbai local train you know ek aur ek jan hamesha chad sakta hai no matter how crowded it is and now we have made it you know the socializing and stuff a little more sanitized sharing meals a little more sanitized we are actually paying for that experience with money versus paying for it with the efforts that we take in the kitchen and while that is fine too i think we need to draw a line at about doing that about 10 to 20% of the times but 80% of the times eating more home cooked food and the only way that will happen because health is essentially not just about the nutrients that you consume or the calories that you eat but it is also about living together in a more healthy and uh, harmonious way and the only way we can go back to the tradition of having people over 
unannounced or you know planning and having people over and still having a good time is when we actually have the contribution of men in the kitchen so i think gender neutral kitchens is something that we need to strive for because with rising capita uh, you know per capita income like you rightly said with uh, women in the workforce and stuff like that it's become easier to just order in versus really cook but there is no default healthy life without cooking more at home and ordering in or going out less so you do those things but you regulate those things and you dominantly do ghar ka khana and cook more at home and strive for gender neutral kitchens every 5 years ruta there is a cycle 5 years hmm. ago i think you spent more time answering questions on the keto diet than anybody else yep. now the latest thing is intermittent fasting and yeah. you know that for the next 5 years you're going to incessantly answer questions on that till the next fad comes by after keto and intermittent but yeah. however we, as far as intermittent fasting is concerned you do seem to see some benefits as opposed to you know the keto way of functioning which you thought was largely unhealthy your thoughts on intermittent fasting well i do think that uh, you know like you said every 5 years there is a new trend and every diet seems to work but what we need to look at is how long is it working it's like uh, you know meeting every new person on a dating app may work for like a day or two but even if it lasts you for like about five dates and good conversations and you're not put off or meet red flags i think you're fine similarly with any kind of a diet and this is also what i talk about in my podcast is that we need to define for ourselves what do we mean when we say that this is working and by working we cannot just have one data point about how much weight am i losing we also need to see what is it doing to my moods what is it doing to my digestion what is it doing to my sleep quality what is it doing to my energy levels what is it doing to my periods and only if we are thriving on all of these fronts and knocking off weight as a consequence of that then it is fine otherwise working cannot just be defined as losing weight because we just lose weight for about 2 weeks max 2 months and in the next 2 weeks or a month we are much fatter than where we started from so that i think is like very unworking of everything but the latest trend is not just uh, rif and stuff but it is basically cultural appropriation it is taking aspects of everything that belongs to native cultures and dressing it up packaging it pricing it in a way that is profitable for the weight loss and food industry but keeps the common public constantly in a state of confusion and conflict and spending more money to get into a thinner fitter uh, size you know if you ask me does it make sense to kind of have your dinner early and uh, go to bed early yes does it make sense to skip your breakfast not eat anything until 2 o'clock 3 o'clock to mindlessly chase a time gap of 16 hours 18 hours no and you now also have research that says that people who routinely skip breakfast are more prone to gastrointestinal cancers so you know to chase one data point if you're going to risk many other health parameters then it's not a good trade off sustainable weight loss is losing 5 to 10% of your body weight per year so as long as you're doing well on your energy level sleep exercise compliance period pain and knocking off 5 to 10% weight per year that is working so 
we need to redefine what is working and what is uh, you know what's unworking if you are able to post a transformation picture on your uh, social media within one month of being on something then that's not going to work for you in the second month you're going to need the next pack rujita let's come to audible and what you're doing in pure audio terms you know i follow you on instagram and i know now that over the sands of time you've mastered the art of of speaking to people on social media simply because you know now that there is visual engagement as well as audio engagement pure audio calls for a different skill set because you can't see what rujita divekar is wearing how her hand movement is you know how her eyes are smiling or whether she is angry or she is upset and you have just pure voice to convey it and i think it's the most difficult yet one yet one of the most mysterious mediums have been worked in radio for such a long time what are the challenges that you faced going on to pure audio well first of all i must say that i'm in awe of people who are on uh, radio because i don't know how you uh, connect and talk to people while constantly imagining how they must be responding to what is it that you're saying i think pure audio is both a blessing and uh, you know a bane of uh, sorts because every small voice modulation is got people can actually hear your silence you can't uh, you can't kind of goof up with what you're saying so it requires more attention and it also requires uh, better preparation but it is a pure bliss i think once you get into the groove of recording then it's a pure joy to be able to do it and once you start Uh, flowing with every episode and saying what you want to say which is also why i kind of broke down the episodes to smaller parts so that every episode is just talking about one thing versus talking about many things you do know that on audio you have people's undivided attention because what people hear enters their heart straight away that's that's very beautifully put now you said you talked about gender diversity in the kitchen which also means that yeah. men sh- men should be more proactive and i'm very guilty that i'm not because for mm. the longest time my wife who's a massive fan of yours has been telling me that we should go to sonave you run this wonderful Please farm come. kitchen and we have two kids who are the right age you know 11 and 4 oh. girls they they're interested mm-hmm. in food and as you and this is a classic case of a man not being proactive enough and always saying i have work something else <laughs> we'll do it sometime yeah. we'll do it sometime but yeah. i'd like to talk about that i don't know if it features mm. in the podcast or not um, or you're you know you've decided that you're going to make secrets of goodell season 2 just about food specific as opposed to a culture like sonave is but i'd still like people to know about it people who don't know about it Oh, thank you very much. So now is something I think which is a part of my being. You know, it has uh, shaped me into who I am. It has it. It is constantly. You know, it plays a role in every work that I do. One of the reasons why I also talk about local produce is because I have seen up close and personal what not. Uh, you know what happens when we give up on local produce? How our farmlands get taken over by non-native. produce and how that would mean that much more pesticides fertilizers and also just harvesting of losses for uh, the farmers you know so both in terms of economy and ecology uh, they are at a threat i've also seen one of the reasons why i also don't get kind of enamored by diet fads is because when you work in a tribal region like uh, sonavi we belong to the palghar district which is dominantly adivasi or tribal you also get to see what actually happens to health outcomes when people have to go without a meal for many hours together it is whether it is 12 hours 16 hours sometimes you go without a meal for 24 hours at a decently because of poverty and you know your health outcomes don't improve it actually means lesser attendance in 
schools it actually means uh, you know diseases that people with enough food on their plate will probably get at 60 people who don't have enough getting them in their 20s and 30s so a lesser you know a lesser chance at living a fuller life it means lesser school attendance so sonave community farming project was conceived as an idea to actually connect city kids to what it actually means to grow your own food the sweat the effort the grime and the joy you know all of it the whole package and what we have seen is that once children start growing their own food it not just fills them with a great sense of pride and respect and resilience for uh, what they're growing and also for the vulnerable groups like the farming communities but they also do much lesser natak and nakra uh, you know with the food on their plate they then turn out to be adults who are not confused with what is it that they should be uh, eating they are not swayed by calculations of carbohydrates and of fats and proteins they don't need an app to tell them when to eat when to stop eating they actually become much more self reliant so sonave community farming we are in the eighth year right now and rishikesh if you've been planning to come and not to haven't yet come i think you've been postponing it for like good eight years so you really must come the next month i mean that's one part that we do and the other part that we do in at sonave is that we run this project called as the ragi kheer project where uh, we serve ragi kheer as a breakfast meal to 14 different padas uh, or small hamlets it reaches about 300 to 350 kids every morning and we've seen that the malnourishment rates in our area have gone down school attendance has gone up and small illnesses like diarrhea flus colds and coughs in children has also come down to a very large extent so good nutritious food is extremely important to really thrive in our uh, lives you know so um, that's what we do at uh, so now we also ensure that uh, you know children are more in tune with the with the crop cycle so that i mean children who are connected to farms can see a tree and recognize what it is even if they are not able to see a pair of glasses and clothing and recognize the brands you know so i think much more than recognizing celebrities and brands if we are able to recognize birds bees trees it really leads to a more wholesome day to day experience in our life in secrets of good health season 2 are you also going to be giving diets uh, you know just reading them out slowly or is it going to be more about debunking food myths uh, just healthy habits uh, practical tips how have you broken it up I've broken it up into uh, you know small tips that make grandmom's wisdom more palatable so whether it is diet tips for small things like food cravings acidity mood swings or whether it is debunking myths or whether it is simply pursuing weight loss in a more sensible sustainable manner there's a little bit of everything because our life in our life we want everything we want no acidity we want good sleep we also want to look good uh, we want to exercise we want all of it so secrets of good health kind of builds on our aspiration to have it all without being on a punishing uh, exercise regime or a you know extreme diet you're again one of the few people perhaps on the planet now who says white sugar is not poison because the number of people who are saying white sugar is poison even linking it to cocaine and serious drugs yeah. is just going out and that itself is becoming a fad so i'd like people who don't know thus far who are listening to this to be able to understand your thoughts on white sugar see uh, you know 
if we didn't have sugar cane then we wouldn't have folk songs like gudinal ishkmetha i really think that uh, instead of sending roses to people on valentines day maybe we should be sending them a little bit of sugar cane because that's what it would mean locally i mean in our folk songs in our folk culture that's how we have celebrated sugar cane you can't have a pooja without uh, sugar cane if someone did give you good news you would say tumhare muh mein ghee shakkar and not a shot of avo and uh, you know of uh, olive oil and lemon squeezed into it the thing is that things become a part of kahani kahavat uh, muhavre when they are actually a part of your culture for a very long time when you've eaten that and you have enjoyed and benefited from what it brings to your uh, life when it comes to sugar i think we simply need to be very common sensical about it if it is coming from packaged and processed food then we must avoid not because it has sugar but because it has many ingredients that the human body doesn't even know or recognize so packaged and processed food we must avoid but when it comes to enjoying the seasonal gajar halwa or uh, you know eating an arig laddu or having very simply a kheer at a shraddh or a pedha at uh, you know as a prasad or some jaggery and ghee as a part of goldhana that we shouldn't be averse to you know that isn't poison that is not making us sick but the fact that we continue to remain a market where junk food is not regulated where there is no regulation on how you can market junk food and there is no compulsion for the producers to pick up the garbage that they create through their products i think those those are the issues that we should be fighting we should not be fighting sugar a single molecule doesn't harm you and if it's coming in the right way then there is no problem at all otherwise we are becoming a janta where the chai that we are drinking is fake it doesn't have sugar but the two mari biscuits we are eating every single day you know so we need to avoid the mari biscuit we need to have our chai with the regular sugar we shouldn't give up on no uh, sharbats because just like at one time we actually thought that ghee is bad for us so you know when we say tumhare muh mein ghee shakkar earlier it was like avoid ghee now it's drink a lot of ghee instead of the regulated time tested portions in which we had ghee in i would be surprised if they had a you know change of mind even in terms of sugar from the worst thing it could become the best thing but everything is good in time tested proportions for the right in the right recipes when you are sharing it with people and when it comes in time tested combinations you know there is no problem at all in sugar really if you just stick to home cooked food Rujita Divekar Secrets of Good Health season 2 is out on Audible please go check it out give it a lot of love and uh, yeah the beauty of an ambient listening medium is you can do other things but yet be able to concentrate thank you for your time i really appreciate it take thank care thank you very much and i really look forward to seeing you in so now see you bye